Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. We might have heard that famous phrase from the movie Jerry Maguire, you complete me. And it sounds so good. And it's so not true. (laughs) No matter how amazing your spouse is, he or she is never going to help you be perfect and complete. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin Smalley. They're in charge of our marriage team here, and we're going to hear a conversation now that Greg had with Dr. Bob Paul, who helps run our Hope Restored Marriage Intensive program. Uh, Together, Greg and Bob talked with Jim Daly and me about a book they wrote called Nine Lies That Will Destroy Your Marriage. And they previously discussed the first four things, like happiness, love, and feeling complete. Codependency, I want a definition of that. And then lie number five uh, is you must meet each other's needs. Now, generally, that seems pretty reasonable, (laughs) but maybe not every need. That would be the issue. But talk about codependency. What's the definition of that? And then how does lie number five apply? Codependency really... As we look at it, now I know uh, we throw around that term, and I'm known for speaking a lot of psychobabble based on my profession, and it's, one, it's when we technically see our spouse as the source, that they are the source of what we need. And when I look to Jenny, my wife of almost 40 years, to be the source of my fulfillment, the source of my satisfaction, I'm putting a responsibility and a burden on her that is not meant for her that God truly is my source, not Jenny. And God, it is in God that I'm supposed to find the fulfillment of my being, not in Jenny. Can Jenny contribute? Absolutely. Can I contribute to Jenny? Yes, but I don't want Jenny to be responsible. Actually, I found now after all these years working with couples that virtually all marriage issues are a result of misplaced responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Either taking too much responsibility for things that are not mine to be responsible for or not taking adequate responsibility for that which is my responsibility. Mm. And what we want to encourage people to do is be full-functioning adults. God created me as a grown man, not when I was a child, but as a grown man, fully responsible for the care and well-being of this temple, his temple, entrusted to my care, physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And when I looked to Jenny, I was a soul, a card-carrying codependent. Yeah. Again, I hope this is registering with you, especially if you're struggling in your marriage. It doesn't need to be that way. And the great news is, and I'm proud of this, if you hear me say it often, uh, it's because I mean it. 80% post two-year success rate at Hope Restored. It's an awesome thing. And just to do a little break from the content, let me ask you guys, when, and Bob, this is directed to you, you're directing the counselors there. The couples that come in, a lot of them are really at the, the end of the rope. This is it. They've decided to say, okay, we'll do Hope Restored, and if it doesn't work, we're getting a divorce. But something miraculous happens with many of the couples. Not everyone, and I get that, but there is something there. Is it communication? What is the secret that is going on when those couples who would not hold hands on day one are holding hands on day four? What is actually transferring their relationship? What do you see most often? You know, it's a great question, and it's really not one thing. Let me tell you what the core of it is. 
Uh, there's one question that we ask all the couples that they must answer yes to for us to be willing to work with them. And the question is, if God was to work a miracle in your marriage, would you accept it? And we say the miracle could be the magnitude of the parting of the Red Sea for all we care. And many of the couples that come to us are desperately needing a miracle, not a little fix, not a Band-Aid, a miracle. And the reason that our program works is because we realize that as good as my team is, and I've got some unbelievably skilled therapists on the team that God has blessed us with, but none of us are miracle workers. We know who the miracle worker is. And the key for us is to help couples see the obstacles that often they have inadvertently placed between themselves and the Lord. Hmm. And when they identify them, what we're able to do if they choose is to help move those obstacles out of the way so the Holy Spirit has free, unhindered access to their hearts. And whether it's helping them with communication, whether it's helping them with problem solving, whether it's helping them with caring for the temple, it doesn't really matter what the issue is. If God is in the place he's supposed to be, he is so dedicated to go to showing up there and meaningfully transforming. Yeah. And what it demonstrates to me is that, you know, brokenness in marriage is a deeply spiritual issue. And there is a way out because the Lord is always in your corner. Mm, yeah. And the work is worth the effort. I mean, the, the, the fruit of that labor of digging deep and looking at yourself and uh, being honest with God can really bring about uh, his opportunity for a miracle, right? And John, the whole book, the purpose of that yeah. is, is Bob talking about those obstacles it's we've identified there's nine main obstacles that are going on within those relationships. Mm -hmm. And so we're just trying to point out, here's the obstacle, and this is what you can actually do that's going to make a meaningful difference. So we've had over 8,000 couples go through the marriage intensive program. So we've had this amazing lab. All we're doing is going, here's what we've seen work. Mm -hmm. Here are the nine obstacles, and here's what you can do about it. So, uh, Aaron, let me get back to something discussed at the beginning here, that um, the truth is our spouse isn't our source of joy. So you do so much marriage counseling. How do you encourage couples to let go of that unhealthy expectation that it's all in them? <laughs> well, and it's it's so interesting because often couples don't realize that's the expectation they're placing on their spouse. And so when you slow it down and you look at that, like I'm expecting Greg to fill my bucket, to complete me, to be my source. He was never created to be that. Mm. And so that will never, ever work. And as couples realize that or individuals realize that's the expectation they've had, it's kind of a rude awakening. They're like, oh, no, that's not what I really believe, but that's how they've been behaving. And so it's breaking it apart and going, okay, as believers, who is our source? are the one and only source mm -hmm. that has a never-ending amount of living water, God, and making sure that we're looking to him to fill our buckets, to fill us, to complete us, because then we can turn around and just pour out to our spouse. Mm -hmm. It's funny, I was in Bible study this morning, and we had a whole discussion about this, how we as women look to other things, people, places, and things to fill our buckets. And it just will never work because people, places, and things weren't created to fill us. Yeah, and, and there is, Greg, isn't there some element of truth to this that I, my spouse actually can pour into me at some level? It's all in your perspective. So it's very different for me to see Erin as a source, like she possesses something that I need. 
And therefore, she better give that to me because I need that. In a previous episode, you said she's the one that brings up conflict stuff because you're not going to do that and you're the better for it. So that's an example of a source. Right. Versus seeing that Aaron is an amazing help assistant in my life, Mm -hmm. that that she can come alongside of me, that you, you think about the way that God describes spouses as helpmates, the way that he says that we could bear with one another. He's always making it clear that that I'm responsible for me, but man, Greg, look who I've given you, this amazing woman, and, and she's going to come alongside of you, and she's going to help you on this very difficult journey that you're on. I mean, even the other day, I, hopefully I can say this, she, we were just, we were laying in bed and she's like, you know, I think it's time for you to go back and see a counselor. Like it was out, completely out of the blue. And, and I remember- and you were serious. You weren't joking about this. Oh well, no. And he has no idea how long I contemplated <laughs> saying that. And <laughs> every part of me and, and I'm sure what I said was, what? What are you saying? Oh, What's yeah. wrong? What That's are you exactly noticing? What you said. <laughs> but but I thought a lot about it, and and it's one of those things that I have a great deal of respect for Aaron's intuition, for her insight. Mm-hmm. She she's very aware of my shortcomings and issues, not in a mean, cruel like you're a complete failure, but. But that stuff just takes me a while. I've got to sit on that. I've got to think about that. I got to pray about that. And so I haven't even been able to come back to her because yeah, this just came it? to my mind as we were talking. <laughs> What's the response? It, it, that I'm very open to better understanding what it is that you're seeing and very open to to really accepting that influence. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that took me a while to get there because yeah. I'm prideful and I don't want that to be true. That almost sounded like there were dive issues that there are problems, which I know I have, but it's different when she is noticing. <laughs> well, but the, the bottom line, though, I can bring something up and say, I'm noticing this, you know, would because I, I even was very careful about how I said it. I said, would you be open to going back to counseling? And it was we very respectful. Yeah, so we didn't was, have a deep, we didn't yeah, have a whole harmful. lot of time to have right. a conversation yeah. about it. But Greg may say, you know what? No, I'm not open to that. And then, you know what? Greg is responsible for Greg. And I absolutely can step into that helper role to say, you know, hey, tell me, this is what I'm noticing. Tell me what's really going on. Hmm. And he may say, again, I don't want to talk about it. Well, Greg is an adult. Greg is responsible for Greg, but I want to help. And we have that opportunity as spouses to assist each other. It's very different when, when I have expectations that he's my source and that it's his job to take care of me. No, it's my job. I have a great helper, a great assistant that is sitting next to me, and he shows up time and time again to help. Yeah. And that's the cherry on top is yeah. what I always say, that it's just the, the it's just a beautiful gift mm. when you get that. Yeah. So I'm committing to all of you hearing this that I will circle back, and I will ask Aaron that with an open heart. Okay, when you said that, help me just to better understand, what, what are you noticing? What what would I be talking to this counselor <laughs> yeah. about? Uh, but I'm, So I'm committing to everybody that, okay. that I will have that conversation. Well, it may be that you've got some challenges going on right now, and you've got expectations that, as we've been talking about, are, are needing to be discussed, thought through, and abandoned. Uh, get the book from Bob Paul and Greg Smalley, Nine Lies That Will Destroy Your Marriage. We have that here. We'd be happy to send a copy of that to you. We would ask... If you can, please make a monthly pledge or one-time gift to help the ministry. 
your generosity helps other couples. In fact, in the past year alone, we helped more than 100,000 couples make their way through a major marital crisis. And that's only possible because you pray for and partner with us financially. So look for ways to donate, and we'll send that book, Nine Lies That Will Destroy Your Marriage. And um, let me also mention our Hope Restored Marriage Intensive Program that Bob Paul helps run. Uh, we've seen God do amazing things there. And I will say my, my wife, Dina, and I went last year, and we found it to be so helpful. We weren't thinking of divorce. We just drifted, and we needed some help after some pretty challenging times just circumstantially. And we saw God uh, allow us to reconnect and get the tools we needed to communicate well And I just want to encourage you to consider Hope Restored if you're in a spot where it's dry and you're just not sure what the next steps are. We'll have all the details about the book, donating, and Hope Restored in the show notes. More from Bob and Greg next time. And for now, on behalf of the Smallies and our entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.